0: Welcome everyone to Vagina Talk Podcast. We are Dr. Alexis May Kimball and I am Dr. David Kimball. We're two double-boarded female pelvic reconstructed and cosmetic surgeons. This is the podcast where we have honest conversations and discuss important and often misunderstood topics. Our goal isn't just to answer taboo questions or probe into taboo-related issues, but it's really to promote healthy discussions. Hopefully that'll lead to healthier lifestyles. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Alexis Kimball. And here's my partner and husband, Dr. David Kimball. We're here today to record our podcast. And we have a very um, special guest with us, one of our dear patients, Lucy. And she's here to really share her journey and story of incontinence and her treatment with incontinence at our center and with us. So- Hi, Dr. Kimballs. Hi. <laughs> So thanks so much for being on the show with us. Um, we thought you are a really important guest because so many women all around the world, millions of women suffer from incontinence. It has a huge burden of disease. And unfortunately, a lot of women go and treat it. So we, were, we are very excited that you'll be sharing your story with a lot of our listeners and our, our patients. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your story of incontinence before surgery?
1: Uh, Certainly. Um, I think I'll actually start at the end, because that's when I realized what I had not been, um, I had not realized the benefits of the surgery until after the surgery. I had not realized how incredibly debilitating I had been living up until the surgery. So I had uh, my second child in 2003. And several years after that, I just started slowly leaking, you know, urinary, you know, my urine would just, you know, come out. And I didn't think anything of it because I was pretty active and fit. And I just figured, okay, well, that's normal. But after several years, it became so bad that I would uh, not be able to leave the house without a pad. And so I would say for the past 12 to 15 years, I've used multiple pads on a daily basis, uh, seven days a week, the only times I didn't use a pad was when I was sleeping. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just to give my body a break from having that pad on me. Um, And of course, I would wake up, all uh, quite often you know wet with urine not fully not not a full bed of urine but you know my underwear wet and so um you know I exercised a lot and so sometimes I'd have to double up on the pad in order to take a yoga class and not be totally embarrassed mm-hmm. I couldn't run Also uh, so my exercise had to really be thought about quite um I really had to think about what underwear, you know, a second set of underwear, pads, you know, there was so much thought having to go into that, that it was just um, awful. Uh, Socializing, that was difficult, you know, laughing too hard, or maybe having an extra glass of wine Mm -hmm. uh, and laughing, you know, that could mean when when you have
0: incontinence, when it shouldn't be.
1: exactly and so sometimes i you know there were several parties that i leaked through my pants and it it it's a horrible feeling it's it's just embarrassing and horrible and you just cannot oh it's it debilitating but i i just was so used to it um i just dealt with it you know sex it that made you you know made me feel really insecure Um, plus the cost of having to purchase these, these pads, you know, so frequently that, that was no fun. So then I started exploring, you know, options and I actually explored three other, three other options before finally arriving at, you know, at your clinic. So, um, the first option I had was somewhere in Mexico, somebody told me they would do something for me. And I was like, no, 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 thank (laughs) you. Um, it lot. was cheap, it was cheap, but I thought if there were any problems, how do I fix this? So then uh, about seven years ago, I went through Kaiser and they did something like a, like a Botox injection in the urethra area, hopefully to keep some, I really don't know what they did, but um, it was, um, it was not successful at all I within three days I was back to peeing and then they did it again and it still didn't work and the problem with that was that it was the the procedure was so incredibly painful I mean just the pain was horrid so then I thought okay I gave it a few years and I finally did end up at your office. And as you know, I was, you know, there was a lot of trepidation. I was really scared. I don't do medical procedures. Well, I've only been in the hospital twice to deliver two babies. So I asked about a thousand questions about a thousand times. I was so, so scared to do it. Um, I was just scared, and I kept changing my mind, and I kept going back to the office, and going back and forth. And should I do this? Should I do that? But anyway, bottom line is, I did it. It's done, and it has changed my life forever. And I have the absolute best results. Um, your office was awesome. You were, you know, so patient in answering all of my questions, and. And I even had to come back and do a check again because it'd been so long since my last set of questions. You had to check me out again. Um, right. Just make sure so, the there. Exactly. The process was great. I was scared to go in the hospital because now there was COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had my surgery now. It's been uh, February, February, 2022. And up to this point, I am just, I, I am overwhelmed with how happy I am how that part of my life is so different it really has been life-changing and I would encourage anybody with this with this issue to take care of it because you know just because we're in our 50s doesn't mean that that part of our bodies has to Just We just have to render, you know, to whatever happens. No, we can fix it. And I am a big chicken and I was able to do it and you checked, you know, I had my six week check or I can't remember what what was the last checkup I had, but everything was great and my life has changed. I actually, after the surgery, I, I actually still carried in my bag for about six weeks an extra set of underwear and a pad. Because I could not believe after the surgery that I wouldn't need it. I just could not believe it. And I haven't used one since. And I do yoga. I do jumping jacks. I go up and down stairs. I have fun and laugh. And my life has changed for the better. Thank you.
0: That just makes us so happy. Thanks, Thank you, Lucy, for sharing that. That just makes us so happy to hear that you sort of almost have a huge part of yourself back. Yes. Yes things you enjoy. You feel more active, more engaged. Um, one of the things I want to go back to and just let, is it okay for me to share sort of what surgery yes. you had? But Absolutely. Lucy underwent a retropubic mid urethral sling. Um, so there was a lot of hesitation in regards to slings and sort of what can happen, the process, um, an implant, So um, we're really very happy that you've had a great outcome. What was your biggest reservation about moving forward with like a surgery to address the incontinence? What was the biggest fear you had?
1: It sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I'm going to be honest here. I thought I was going to die either oh, with, oh. with the, uh, cause I'm just not, you know, I've been on this earth for 58 years and I've just not had medical procedures and I've been really, really healthy. I thought because I had heard years back about this mesh and the mesh being coming embedded in the uterine wall and women having, you know, these, these. infections and I didn't know the difference between the sling and the mesh and so I didn't even want to know the difference I just so that was one reservation and the other one was the anesthesia I was really scared to go under but at the hospital at Huntington Hospital the anesthesiologist assistant just put me at such ease that yes yes that's
0: And what was, what allowed you to overcome your fear of moving forward with an implant like mesh in a sling um, in spite of that fear?
1: Um, I think you really took the time to explain to me the difference, Um, you know, uh, and I, I felt confident in your skills. I felt confident. I felt confidence in, in your clinic. I had not felt that kind of confidence in a previous clinic that I had visited before, prior to yours. Um, and so I did feel like I was in good hands. Um, it was just a feeling that I had, uh, you know, the way that you took care of the examinations, the way the, the it was very, very thorough. I could tell that you had all of the information you needed, all of those numbers and, and ounces and whatever it is you were measuring. I could tell that you really uh, had what you needed and you did what you were supposed to do. And that made me feel confident. Also, uh, the I don't remember the name of the woman who did those final tests where she um, she was on leave for a while. Um, Are you well,
0: study? Yes.
1: Yes, whatever it is that her job is to um, measure, I guess, whatever she needs to measure she was excellent uh that 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 was a difficult examination but she I could tell that she had done that a million times and that she made me feel like don't worry this is this is just part of it and I felt that it was going to go well by the knowledge that I felt was was there from the people that work for you and you, both of you.
0: Thank you. We work really hard to make sure that everyone who's involved in your care on our behalf sort of extends the same um, like standards and expectations that we have um, for your care. And so we're happy that you were able to, she was able to kind of create that and transmit that. And communicate that with you. The test that Lucy's referring to is something that's performed in the office called multi-channel urodynamics. It's an important part of the evaluation for anyone with complicated stress incontinence um, or incontinence in general and it, it allows us to understand the functionality of the bladder and it did that for us and it was able to for us to help choose the right surgery for Lucy. Is there any advice you would give anyone who um, is considering they're at the point where incontinence is so extreme that it's debilitating, sort of like what you described? Is there any advice you would give someone um, in choosing where to go, how to get their questions answered, um, what resources are out there, how to look for their surgeon, um, what to look for in general um, in the consultation as well?
1: I would say. Have a list of questions. Um, have your your greatest fears, you know, uh, top three, and see what the doctor's reaction is to answering those questions. Because if they are dismissed or seen as not important, because the doctor has done this so many times, then I probably would not go to that doctor. I want to go to a doctor who is going to affect the, you know, by life, who can answer those questions and and understand. And you did, Dr. Kimball, you really did answer all of my questions. And um, I would say, even if you feel scared, go ahead and make an appointment. And uh, I would definitely encourage um, everyone to see either one of the Dr. Kimball's uh, here before you today. um, Because it, it, it there was just a level of professionalism and a level of expertise that I could just tell and see. Um, you know, I'd been in other offices before because I did you know, think that I was going to go through the surgery at a different office about a year prior to seeing you. And that other office uh, did not give me that level of confidence. I did not have that level of confidence in the doctor or in her tests. And when I asked her those, I know probably annoying questions. Um, I didn't feel uh, heard. And I didn't feel like that doctor I felt like the doctor just wanted to get through with the exam, and that made me uneasy. And so, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say. And do it because it will make a huge difference in your life. Without a doubt, it will it will change your life. Uh, I I can't even I can't even explain um, the level of um, what's the word I'm looking for. I, I can't even explain the life changing benefits of having this surgery and not thinking, not making me feel old because I don't feel old, but that certainly made, you know, wearing pads every day, that certainly makes one feel old. And, and I don't feel old other than that little bit of, um, yeah
0: yeah well, you're absolutely right you don't have to live with incontinence there's so many wonderful solutions paths aren't always the answer although many it is an option it's not always the answer for you to sort of live the life to the level you want and you're living proof of that i think one of the things that i think really moved me when i saw you last was you know i asked you if you would do this again and do you remember what you said to me lucy
1: um, I actually don't remember, but I can, but I know what I know what I would say now. I would say I would do it again. I would not only do it again in a minute, in a, in a millisecond, I would have done it 15 years ago had I known, had I understood the benefits.
0: Sure. And I think that's what you told me. You told me this was the best decision. You've made in the past two decades, and then you were trusted yes. in the past 15 years, and I think that is a very profound statement um, because it talks about, you know, how certain you are, how really, really palpable the effect is, and how it's impacting just not you, but it has so many resonating impacts on every aspect of your life, so that you can live fully. Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to spend with us and sharing your story with our patients and our listeners. I think it um, is so important to get good stories out there, share good things. Um, We hear too many things around the world, uh, Mm of things gone awry or what's wrong. So I think sometimes when things go right, um, we definitely celebrate it. And we're so glad that we're sharing that.
1: Thank you, um, and you know, I my, the last thing that I would say is, it may seem with all the with all the horrors that that we see around the world that you know with shootings and you know Ukraine and and all those really big things, it would seem like you know taking care of taking care of a peeing problem. It seems minor seems minor but it actually isn't because how we feel on a daily basis does affect what we do in the world and how we, we how we carry ourselves in the world and how we affect other people in the world so it's it's really not minor it's it's actually a, a major quality of life issue
0: I couldn't agree more with you. You could give what you have, right? And if this gives you back a huge part of yourself and all these wonderful things about how you feel about yourself, it can only do wonders with everything around you. So maybe that's our answer to all the, all the, all the unrest around that we see, you know, it's just starting with ourselves.
1: Yes. Starting with ourselves. Exactly. Right. Because yeah, I feel confident. I feel, I feel happy
0: we're very we're so happy so thank you well lucy um thank you for spending the time with us and we will um catch up with you very soon
1: thank you so much dr kimball and dr kimball (laughs) have a lovely day
0: all right bye. bye bye
1: thank you so much
0: for listening to vagina talk podcast if you want to learn more you can find us on our web www.kimblecenterforpelvicwellness.com for See you next time. Bye.